Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. This is Pastor George Pearsons. Welcome to the special edition, this election edition of the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Today, Bishop Keith Butler, David Barton and I are going to be talking about the awakening. There is an awakening in the land, the greatest awakening that we've ever seen. So stay with us as we talk about what God is doing in the land right now with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I just believe that there has to be an awakening to that love in our nation. Love, capital L, Jesus, there has to be an awakening because that's the only thing that's going to settle this. That's the only thing that's going to take care of this. Uh, right, that, that light and, and revelation. In the natural, uh, in the natural, however, there, there must be, there must always be a consequence for action. Yeah. I agree. That's okay, right. So there's I agree. no consequence for action. That's when I agree. you get that's more That's accountability, of, and God's all into accountability. Yeah. Right. And that's and, Romans 13. Right. That's and right. Uh, there's no accountability in some places at some levels. That's right. Yeah. Uh, again, when I was on, of course, I was in a large city, top 10 city at the time when I was a councilman, uh, in terms of population. And we, every year, we wrote yeah. tens of millions of dollars <laughs> Settlements on police misconduct. Mm -hmm. Wow. Every single year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, the issue's been around a very long, yeah. long time. And yeah. it's, it's not just my father's generation, it's my generation, it's my son's generation now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want it to be with my grandchildren's generation. Uh, and there has to be a dialogue, there has to be prayer, and we have to go back to the Word. Yeah. And we have to elect people who believe in righteousness. That's right. Because righteous people, black or white or red or brown, yeah or yellow, yeah. will not allow people in office to That's do right. that kind of misconduct. That's right. Get God and it is it's the spirit of division, and the spirit of division's root is Satan himself. Absolutely. That's who's behind it. That's, that's when that's you get right down enemy. to it. That's the enemy. And he wants to take down America. Yeah. And the best way to take yeah. down, and history shows you, every empire has got, got taken down from the inside, mm -hmm. right? Inside first. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Okay, you become corrupt on the inside, problematic on the inside, banged, and your enemies can knock you off. And the way the vision works so well is right here. That's why you got to put on the helmet of salvation because the vision gets in your mind first and then you work it out with your thinking, your behavior, your voting, your, your yep. everything else. Yep. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23. And if you get that division in there of pitting one group against another or that group's right, this group is right, no group's right, yeah. no group's wrong. Individuals are right, individuals, individuals. are wrong. Right. They're, they're, you know, the blue isn't right, the black isn't right, the white isn't right, the brown isn't white. No, individuals are right and wrong. And, and that's where you deal with division is in the way you think, first off. Get that let's taken take, care of. Let's take some time here and just pray over this. Yes, I just believe that we need to come into a place of agreement together over this issue because it is really It really is one of the kingpins here of our nation. Uh, 
It's a principality and power. It's a principality and power, and a house divided cannot stand. Mm -hmm. So let's just go before the Lord right now and present ourselves to Him, as we all do. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up our nation to You. We lift up the United States of America to You. And I thank You, Lord God, that there's an awakening right now. There is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit taking place in our nation. And that, Lord, I thank You that overnight, Hearts are changing. Hearts are changing towards one another. Black is reaching out to white. White is reaching out to black. And all colors, Father, we're recognizing that we are a nation of many colors and that we are coming together under God, indivisible. Devil, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. And I speak to the spirit of division that is trying to tear apart this nation. I speak to that same spirit of division that has arisen over all of these years. And we command you in the name of Jesus to depart and to leave and allow the spirit of God to move across this nation in a way that the spirit of God has never moved before. And we make a way. Holy Spirit, you are invited. You are invited into these discussions, into these relationships, into these cities. Father, we lift up the cities of this nation. And I thank you that there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit available to each and every city. Lord, we praise you for that. And we thank you, Father, for the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. Oh, thank you, Jesus. David, uh, Bishop, go right ahead. Pray over this. Let's agree. And Father, I pray thank that you, Jesus. there is light and revelation for all of us, for our nation, that the truth comes out in every case, every mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. We take authority over this spirit, you, this spirit of division. Yes. And we bind you, command you to desist from your assignment That's right. against this nation. That's right. Now we loose, Father, love. Yes, may love abound on all sides, with all people. And we pray, Father, you even give us natural devices so that we have people in office who have tools to cause justice to come forward. Oh, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. raise up people who are willing to speak the truth and to walk in love. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for a spirit of discernment because Satan comes at us in subtle ways. Help us to discern when there's some action or some attitude of division starting to work within us. The way we see a news report, the way we react to That's someone right. around us, right. what, whatever's going on around Father, help us to identify that as division and step on it at that point in time. Help us to not let that seed grow into something bigger in ourselves mm-hmm. or in anyone else and help us to hold people accountable for the way that they think and the way that they act, Father whether it be in our civil leaders, that we're going to elect people who will hold others yes. accountable. Thank you. If there's misbehavior right. at the cops, That's Father, right. we're going to deal with that. If there's That's misbehavior right. with the citizens, we'll Thank deal you, with Jesus. that. If there's misbehavior in ourselves, Father, we want that dealt with as well. We want to be accountable. Judgment has to begin first at the house of God. That's where we want to look first. Thank you. And Father, help us to get that attitude so that we can take... You said to overcome the evil you, with, with the good. So, Father, yes, everywhere yes. we see division, let us bring unity. Thank you. Let us work to bring unity. Let us Thank overcome you, the evil with the good. And everywhere we see division, Father, help us to bring a spirit of unity and help to work to bring that unity, Father, in Jesus' Thank name. Thank you, Father. And that's what that young woman did. She overcame the yeah, evil with good. She sure did. She sure did. Yeah, Just a few really hours did. after she left church. And how do they know if 
that's not preached, and you've covered it. And that's, you know, I don't know how many pulpits have covered that topic, but all should have covered that topic. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, yeah. you know, kudos to you for having stepped out there and hit a really practical issue from the pulpit. That's what America's churches need to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And I... apologize to you on behalf of those of us who made life hard. I apologize to you for that. That was wrong. That was wrong. As an 11 year old child, it was wrong. It was wrong. And I'm believing for an awakening. I'm believing in this instance for an awakening for the black community and an awakening where the police are concerned that there is a, a move of God that will take place. There's a, there is a major answer in this that's coming. It's coming. And the devil will have to bow his knee to the name which is above every name. He'll have to do it. And, I, and I, I pray for the cities, Lord. I pray for the cities that are deeply, deeply affected by this. I pray for Chicago. I pray over the awakening in Chicago, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the churches, the churches there that are in Chicago. And Father, I pray and look for the day when all of us together will just be blended one with each other because we have so much to offer each other, so much to give each other. And Lord, I just thank you for that. I praise you for it. I want to also pray for the police officers. Yep. I'm a big supporter. Of police. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes. I may not sound like four minutes ago. Somebody, <laughs> somebody might say. No, you were straight down the big, line. Support, big, yeah. big, big, huge support of police. Yep, yeah. You were. That is one tough job. That's right. Yes, Just sir. a little bit yes, of training sir. that I had and exposure that I had to that job, that is one tough job where you have to make sometimes a split-second decision. Oh, my goodness. That is life or death. Oh, my goodness. And whether, whether you are a, a, a black cop or a white cop or a yellow cop or a brown cop, if you're a red cop after the flesh, I don't care what kind of cop you are. In this job, it is extraordinarily difficult and is extraordinarily dangerous. And, and I told my congregation, yes. these people have a right to come home too. They are people wow. and they have a right for their wow. children to have their father yes. come home yes, sir. or their mother come home, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that great respect should be given to them because they're people and it's God's way. So I also want to put that out too. Sure. Because uh, I talked about both sides of the, this equation, mm -hmm. and uh, now I'll yield the floor to you. And I, you know, we, I, I just wanted to get that. And that's something the floor. that I love. It. We're back in politics <laughs> now. We, we got this going good. And that's what Kenneth has taught us for years. He's taught our children the same thing. Um, whenever we see a police officer in a restaurant, cafeteria, we'll pay for his meal, pay for her meal. Oh, I've gone up to them before sitting at their table thanking them for the service that they do, wherever we see them, to pray for them, to pray over them. And you're right, there, there are good ones and there are bad ones. It, it, 
which is, they're good preachers and not so good preachers. I mean, it's in every, every stratus of life. But I agree with you 100% that, that this, there, this awakening is going to overshadow. It, the glory of God will, will eat up the division. Before Jesus comes, we will see. We will see this thing come together. And I do. I believe that, I believe that police officers that wake up in the morning who have a, a hatred towards a black man will have had an experience with Jesus, as will a black man who despises police will wake up and have an experience with God, and it will completely revolutionize their life. Both of them. Amen. Yeah. Sir? One of the, the things interesting about uh, awakenings, America's had several. We've had yeah. the first great awakening. We've had the second great awakening. We've had the third great awakening. Some people say it's part of the second. We had the turn of the century awakenings. We had back at the, the Azusa. And the interesting thing about every awakening is that they are transgenerational. They last decades. The first great awakening, 1730 to 1770, it involved multiple generations and changes across those generations. Mm -hmm. uh, the same with the second great awakening, third great awakening. And it's also, I think, significant to understand the theology back then. America is so different now theologically from what it was then. Um, if you understand the difference between Reformed theology and Armenian theology, Armenian is all about choices. You know, we make choices, God responds to our choices. Reform says God makes the choices and things conform to His choices. Right. Right. So under Reformed theology, you don't decide whether you're saved or not. God will get you saved. You just need to live right. And so with Reformed theology, their revivals weren't about getting people converted. Hmm. They were about, because God does that. I mean, Reformed theology, God's right. gonna do that. Their revivals were about living out your faith. And so they were very, very practical. Same with the Second Great Awakening. We were still very much in Reformed theology. Yeah. And that's why if you look at the sermons from those times, it's, it's not what we would do now, and, you know, altar call and come to Jesus and sinner's prayer. It was, look how you're treating your wife. Yeah. Hey, why are, you, why are you doing this with your neighbor? And everything was focused on behavior. Now, interestingly, we're in a culture now where that we do everything by reviews. You know, I want a new, I want, I want a new smartphone, so I'm gonna check all the reviews, see which one I should mm, get. Yeah, I want yeah. a new car, I'm gonna check all the reviews. And, and that tells us what works and what doesn't. And that's the way revival's always worked, is your life, you got it together. I, I, I want what you got, because I, I keep seeing what you do at your job, and I keep seeing what you do when people are mean to you. And it was all about behavioral stuff. And the reason I say this is significant is George Barna, we talked about George last week. Um, but in the polling that George does, and, and again, we cover some of this in that book, U-Turn, over 100 different moral categories of behavior polled. Hmm. And you can take divorce, you can take adultery, you can take pornography, you can take astrology, you can take lying, you get 100 categories. There is no statistical difference between Christians and non-Christians in 100 categories. A revival is needed right there. Mm. Is yes. You're not living your yeah. faith. Yeah. You claim to be Christian. Let's talk about this lying stuff that's going on here. Let's talk about you cussing your neighbor. And see, what, what revivals did was they got right in your wheelhouse, right where you lived, got right under wow. your nose and said, wow. this is what the Bible says about that behavior yeah. right there. And then as people started conforming, and I, I, I want to go back to the Great Awakening, 
We, uh, as a result of what Woodrow Wilson did with his history of, of the, the American people, it's a very racist history. He essentially eliminated black history out of the textbooks. Most kids today think black history starts with Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mm. You go back to the time of George Whitfield. You know, Whitfield's got these revivals, 100,000 people at a time in a crowd, these revivals. You got Jonathan Edwards, and you got Gilbert Tennant, and you got Jonathan Mayhew, and you got Samuel Cooper, and you got all these great guys, Samuel Davies. One of the ones we used to know about that we don't know about now is a guy named Harry Hoosier. Now, Harry Hoosier was a black evangelist in the Great Awakening. The interesting thing about awakenings is there's a great racial cooperation. First Great Awakening, Second mm -hmm. Great Awakening, it was, mm -hmm. who cares about the color? What's the heart look like? Right. And, and so Harry Hoosier, signer of the Declaration of Benjamin Rush, uh, said, Harry Hoosier's the greatest orator I've ever heard, black, black preacher. But Harry didn't want to preach where everybody else was preaching. He went out as far west in the frontier as he could get to all the wild guys, mm -hmm. and he went out there to preach. And, and so he, he does, and by the way, the name Hoosier ought to say something, Indiana. That was as far west as you could go back then. So he ends up in Indiana. And all these tough mountain men out there, they're saying, what happened to him? He's really, he's one of those Hoosier guys. And that's where it came from, was all these people getting converted mm. and mm. their lifestyle so behaviorally yeah. changed. And, and so the focus of a revival is not on healing the nations, healing yourself. Sure. It's getting yourself straightened out, sure. getting in God's Word, seeing what God's Word says, getting yep. your life to conform to that. And that'll be a key to an awakening. And, and it's, not, it's not conversion, it's discipleship. Yeah. It's because people want to get converted when they see something that works. I'm going to check my reviews. This smartphone works. I want that. I'm checking your life. I think it works. I want what you got. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what, because right now, to get them converted and they look around, the way the church is acting right now, a hundred different moral behaviors, we're no different from anybody else. I don't think I need that. So that, that's part of the perspective I want to bring is, man, it goes right here. You turn it inward when you want a revival. You don't start yeah. praying for God to come yeah. down and fix the nation. God come down and fix me. Yes. And you get that done when yes. you start getting in this thing right here. Yeah. You read that, you apply yeah. it, you look in the mirror. You don't want to be somebody that sees himself and goes elsewhere. You want to, yeah. as James says, look in the mirror. And, and make the changes, and that's a revival. Let me read a couple of things and then we'll begin to wrap this up. It was a word from the Lord that Billy Brim had in June of 08. One thing will save America and it's not an election. It is an awakening to God. And I think as we begin to wrap this up, we need to leave the people with this, that in just a few days, the election will take place and we'll know who's president of the United States. But the wonderful thing about this, it doesn't matter who is president, whoever is president will come face to face with an awakening from God. Whoever is president will be dealing with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit over this nation like we've never seen before. Whoever is president will be dealing with children in public schools who will be laying before the Lord crying out, and that's something you can't legislate. That's something that you can't stop. You cannot hold back the move of God when it is, when it is going across a nation like a wave. And we are in that time of the greatest revival, the greatest outpouring of the Spirit that we've ever seen in the history of our nation. Jesus is coming back. We are seeing right now the outpouring of the Spirit upon all flesh.
And the outpouring of the Spirit is upon the black community, it's upon the police, it's upon the church, it's upon all of us, and it is going to be the thing that will save this nation. And there's a word, you were in a broadcast with Brother Copeland the day that this was delivered. Brother Copeland said, this is the time that has been prophesied about, and at stake here is not only your welfare in the land, but also my move in the end times of a great awakening, saith the Lord. It is that awakening that will save this land and others like it. For it is the time of the coming of the Lord and you will rise up and you'll be my name and you will be my power and I will manifest through you and, I'm, and many will come and say, surely he is the God of all good. And so we're seeing ourselves now in that place. And I just, I just need to, as we begin to wrap this up, we need to leave you with this. And this is just one of the many words that Brother Copeland has received over the years. But this one came in 1993, Atlanta, victory campaign. I've heard some of my people say, has God forgotten the United States? We are the ones that preach the gospel around the world when nobody would. No, I have not forgotten the United States, saith the Lord. I know where my bread is buttered. I haven't forgotten the United States. There's a great revival all over the world. And I've saved the best for the last, my darling. I've saved the best for the last, my lover. And you are my darling, saith the Lord, and I have something in store that is far beyond anything the angels have ever heard of. And you better hold on because you haven't seen anything yet, saith the Lord. Our nation is not going under. Our nation is going over. That's the way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> right there, praise. Father, we worship you and praise <laughs> you. And together, Lord, we thank you for this time. And Lord, we pray over these elections next week. We pray over every individual's decision and right in this nation to vote. And we thank you, Lord, for the great awakening and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we honor you and thank you that each and every one of us are, are walking in that awakening. There's not only an awakening in Washington, D.C., but most importantly, there's an awakening in the church. And we are taking our rightful place. And Lord, we declare over this nation that Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. And we declare it so this day in Jesus' mighty name. Let's just give God praise for that right now. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify for you this, this in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.